And then we have lesson number four or five. Five, mashallah. Lesson number five. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us here the importance of honoring the rights of females. And you heard that in a lengthy paragraph in this particular sermon. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded us towards being kind to them. He commanded us towards looking after their rights and teaching us that they also have rights. Because before Islam, she was a commodity. Before Islam, she was divorced as many times as is humanly possible. Before Islam, she was traded in inheritance. Before Islam, she was buried alive. Before Islam, she was usurped of her rights and her ownership. That's what her situation was before Islam. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reminds these people and us all to be kind to our wives. And as is found in the Sahih, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, You are being advised to be good to your wives. For they have been created from a rub, right? Your rub, a rub, right? And And the weakest part of a rib is the most upper part. And if you try to straighten this rib, it will break. And if you leave it, it will remain in this curved shape. Thus, you are being advised towards being good to your wife. Subhana Rabbiya Now, some men who don't respect the character of Islam, they use this against the females. They say, well, you know, it's subhanAllah, you are who you are, you bent. Allahu Musta'at. This is not what Islam is saying at all. This is not from the character of Islam. This is not what Islam is saying. Islam is saying that she is beautiful because she has been created this way. Just like the hilal is beautiful when it's curved. It's not a defect in the hilal, in the moon. When we see the, the moon at the beginning of the month, nobody says, but that moon is defective. It's, it has a problem with it. It's curved. No, we say it's beautiful. That it's like this. And if it ever appears to us straight, we will become worried. And we will say, what happened to the hilal? Because it's supposed to be curved. And this is the same with our females, or servants of Allah, and old children of Adam. It's from their beauty that Allah has created them this way. And if you cannot manage yourselves with regards to them, then it's not them who are weak, but it's your weakness. Thus, Islam is teaching us, don't be oppressor. And be kind to your females. And this is manifest in this sermon of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Islam came and honored the females. And again, irrespective of media perception and what they're trying to do today. You know, the, today the media is trying to define for us, define for us what is extreme and what is not extreme. What is right and what is not right. Right? So this is what they're trying to do. And as we've always said, hold on to your values. Hold on to your values. That which is right and will always be right is that which is substantiated by 
established evidence, not perception of people. That today a group of people come of influence and they say this is right, so it's right. Then they leave, another government comes or, or another group of people come of influence and they say, you know what, that wasn't right, now this is right. So now you have to change your perception and say this is right. And if you don't agree with them, then you are extreme. Allahul Musta'an. Then tomorrow, another group comes and say, no, the, what the first group said was right. So now you have to follow that. But hey, hold on a second here. Just now when I was following what the first group said, I was extreme. And now you're telling me I was okay? They say, yes, you are okay. Now it's extreme not to follow what the first group said. And it's a never-ending series of confusion. Of confusion. And Islam came and established laws through established evidence. So Islam came and made our females a daughter. And made her a wife. And made her a mother. And made her a sister, Allahu Akbar. And granted her a deserving share of the inheritance. And the estate that is left behind by the deceased. And granted and stipulated for her protectors and guardians. Just as everything that you and I know, which is precious and special, has guardians and protectors. That's what Islam did for her. And that's it in a nutshell. Right? Who today hangs their bank balance outside the window screen or the windshield of the vehicle? Publicly announce it. Who does that? Who hangs it round their neck and walks everywhere as a daily practice with their bank balance? With their bank balance hanging across their necks. Who does that? Nobody, because it's precious to us. We keep it hidden. We have to protect it. Right? We keep it hidden. We have to protect it. Right? Even the females, when they go home and they have their gold set, which their husband gave them, when they got married, it was the gift. What do they do with it? Leave it lying around or does it go into a, a proper box? And that box is placed into, uncle is saying, a safe. Right? And when we travel, we take our gold and go to somebody's house who's not traveling and say, keep this for us. Right? Right? Because God forbid Allah protect. If a break-in does happen, this box must be safe. Right? Because it's precious. Right? So we place precious things in a box under protection. So in the same way, a female is precious. So Islam came and gave her a guardian and gave her a protector and said she must never have to fend for herself. Rather, she's a sister. So her brother will look after her. And she's a wife. So her husband will look after her. And she's a mother. So her children will look after her. And she's a daughter. So her father will look after her. And in the absence of all these four entities, the Islamic State will look after her. She's honorable. She shouldn't have to do anything that chips away her honor and preciousness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given her with the advent of Islam. This is it, O servants of Allah. So we need to live with the correct paradigm. Today, as I said, the media is trying to streamline us off these precious values that Islam has given. Islam said, cover. Why? Because you're precious. Islam said, be educated. And be a pillar of positive influence in society. But don't forget that you're a mother. Don't forget that. Right? Today, society is trying to change that. Today, you can't even tell somebody that they're a housewife. You might get a slap. 
or the frying pan might come flying out the kitchen. Right? If you say you're a housewife. Because that's derogatory. That's derogatory. The name has been given or has been stepped on so much that yesterday it was fine if we were called the housewife. Today, no, you can't. Today, no, you can't. You know, when, when a person gets born, you have a birth certificate and they write the profession of the mother and the father. Right? So when, when the mother's asked, what's your profession? If she's a housewife. She's not happy to write housewife anymore. Right? Because the name carries baggage, as they say nowadays. When in reality, it's noble to be a homemaker. So what do we do today? We say, okay, if you don't like the name, we'll tweak it a bit for you. We'll say interior minister. You see? This is, this, oh yeah, this is a position of honor, right? We say domestic engineer, right? Now we can come up with the new names of honor. Now this is something we can accept, right? But anyway, this is just on a lighter note. To be honest, as you might have heard me say before, I, I call our mothers and our homemakers, those who are raising the ummah of tomorrow, I call them trim tabbers, trim tabbers. And trim tabbers is a name that was coined by Stephen Covey, in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But he used it in a particular context. I'm using it in a different context. I'm saying, you are trim tabbers. Now, what's a trim tabber? A trim tabber is the small rudder on the ship that needs to turn so that the big rudder on the ship can turn, which needs to turn so that the entire Titanic can turn. Allahu Akbar. If that small rudder doesn't turn, if that small rudder doesn't turn, nothing is turning. Absolutely nothing is turning. These are our mothers. And I always like to give the example of Imam Malik. Rahmatullahi alayhi. For he had a mother. Imam Malik was a rudder that turned, that caused the ship to turn. But he had a mother who turned first. That was the smaller rudder when she took him to his teacher. And she told his teacher, teach him manners before you teach him knowledge. You see, the mothers of those days. You see, they were proud to be mothers. They were proud to play their role in society that Islam gave them and they never saw any defect in that or ape. Today we say, oh no, he's a sheikh, we can't tell the sheikh. Imam Malik's mother went to the sheikh and said, here's the boy and this is what I want you to do. Allahu Akbar. Right? And Imam Malik became the imam of Darul Hijrah, the imam of Medina. And he was a rudder that turned. And did the world not turn with the advent of Imam Malik, rahmatullahi alayhi. Indeed it did. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. So, paradigm shifting. We don't have time to discuss the definition of it, but change our perceptions in short. Change our perceptions in short. And allow Islam to govern your perception. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Ameen.